Welcome to Study, Grow, Know, where we discuss theology, prophecy, and current political issues from a conservative biblical perspective. Here's your host, Dr. Fred DeRuvo. I've got a link for a 20-minute video, and it is basically about menticide. And menticide is defined as the killing of the mind, something we might describe as kind of sarcastically calling it being brain dead, unable to reason through things, having a lack of logic and critical thinking ability. The result of menticide is a mass psychosis in all of or part of a society when people are overwhelmed with intense fear due to a stated narrative or a belief system. This fear that they have often generates a tendency to blame and even attack others, whether verbally or physically. Now, it seems clear that society is now living under the delusion uh, that's created by menticide. Society globally has been and continues to be coerced into believing that COVID-19 is the greatest threat to this world ever, in spite of actual facts. This has created two distinct groups. Group A are those who have embraced the fear of CV, while Group B is uh, something else entirely. There are those who understand that CV is an illness with a 99% plus survivability rate, and because of that awareness and knowledge, they want to live accordingly without government encroachment. A Group A is directed by fear and they do everything they can to avoid contracting CV. Though really, if you stop to think about it, that is actually an impossible task. They believe what the experts have told them, that doing all the things that they tell them will minimize the risk of catching CV. So they obey all mandates with vigor and even become angry at anyone who is not doing the same. Group B, however, understands that CV, like any other airborne illness or virus, has its dangers, but life needs to go on. Colds and other viruses have been with us for eons, and CV-19 is simply another virus added to them. Every year, except 2021 apparently, the flu takes hold of people in society. Many die from it, depending upon their age and their underlying comorbidities, while others get sick and recover. Still others don't even get it. Now, the gap between these two groups continues to increase because Group A grows less and less capable of critical thinking due to the fear that they've embraced. Group B is aware of more of the facts, that they may get sick and some may die, but most will recover fully and survive. To group A, group B not only looks crazy, but exceedingly selfish. Why can't they just get the vax and help all of society, is a question often asked. Or, why aren't they willing to do their part, is another question. Yet consider that with any previous airborne illness that has circulated in society, no one got the vax to help someone else. They got the vax to help themselves. They never wore masks or nitro gloves and only moderately worried about keeping their distance from a noticeably sick person. Now, all of that has changed with brand new rules that never existed before. 
If people were sick in the past, they felt sick. They stayed home. Now, you might not feel sick at all. But you have to have a test. And if that test tells you that you have something, well, then you're sick indeed. And you must quarantine. We are told COVID-19 can present as a completely asymptomatic, which means no symptoms, illness at all in the person carrying it. This is absolute nonsense. And any epidemiologist worth his or her salt will tell you this. But it is unfortunately accepted as fact by Group A. Because that's what they've been told. So CV-19 could be lurking around every corner and in every person, even if they don't appear sick. While, yes, a person could be infected with the flu, for instance, and not show any signs of it for the first 24 hours, the experts would like us to believe that CV-19 is so stealthy that it can literally hide inside a person for days or weeks. And that person may not show any signs of infection. Only a PCR test apparently can detect it. Yet the CDC now says the PCR tests are faulty. Any doctor or healthcare worker stating the truth about all of this is often accused of spreading misinformation. They are summarily banned or censored from many social media platforms and even fired from their jobs. Now, as the gap between groups A and B grows, the anger from group A to group B is even more pronounced. We are told there is a pandemic of the unvaxxed. That's what people are saying. Yet it is very clear from a variety of sources, and I've said this in previous episodes, and if you go to my blog page, there are in articles there, it's not true. Most hospitalizations and positive test results are in the vaxxed camp. But let's remember that according to government agencies, being fully vaxxed has meant being beyond 14 days after the second dose since the vax has been available. The new definition of fully vaxxed has never before existed in society. So you could have had the first shot and even the second shot. But if it's not 14 days past the second shot, the government does not consider you to be fully vaxxed. And so often those numbers of quote-unquote unvaxxed are misrepresented because they've at least had one, if not both, shots, but it hasn't been 14 days beyond the second one, so they are simply tossed into the unvaxxed group. Now, the logic of this is completely lost on group A. Because if the vax actually worked, why are they even being concerned about picking it up from the unvaxed? The truth is that the vax does not work, certainly doesn't work well, which is why there are two main shots and a growing number of required boosters. In effect, society has done everything it can by following the expert's advice to keep herd immunity from happening. Now, in the past, when the flu happened each year, people would get it and it would be passed around society from one person to the next. As it went, it would weaken in intensity from one person to the next person. Eventually, it would weaken to the point that symptoms became very minor. This is the natural course of any virus. It's just the way it works. However, think about this. With CV-19, all of a sudden, we've done everything we can, not only to keep it around, but to actually increase its lethality. 
by making it easier for people to come down with it. Masking, social distancing, wearing gloves, treating other people as though they are lepers, and all the rest, including lockdowns, has done tremendous damage to stopping societal herd immunity. Now, please don't tell me that Fauci does not know that. I'm completely aware of the fact that Fauci knows this, and yet they keep pushing this fear-filled narrative that wants people to keep away from themselves. So the immune system have not had the chance to be exposed in people to the CV-19, which would have done wonders for our immune systems individually and collectively. In fact, as numerous epidemiologists have said from the beginning, if we had done what we normally did for any illness, CV would probably be gone from society. Years ago, I asked my doctor why, why he didn't get sick often when he sees so many patients that are ill throughout the day in his office. Well, he said that since he only sees patients for a few moments at a time, his immune system is exposed to their illness but fights off the infection. If he were locked in a room with that same sick person for many hours, chances are good that he would come down with the same ailment they had although it certainly might represent itself differently in him depending on his health status. If readers will take the time to read through a thread that I've linked in the transcript, I think it'll be found insightful. It's a quick read, and the author includes charts and images of pages from government websites. Ultimately, here's the upshot. Hospitals have been receiving $20,000 bonus per CV patient as long as they can prove that that patient has CV with a positive PCR test. If they agree to use specific medications on the EUA-approved list, emergency use authorization, which, by the way, does not include either hydroxychloroquine or ivermectin. One approved medication touted by Dr. Fauci is remdesivir, which has been proven to shut down kidneys and other organs. Intubating patients on remdesivir and putting them on a mechanical breathing device could ultimately kill them. As the uh, kidneys weaken and or shut down, the fluids being pumped into the patient via the IV have nowhere to exit the body. So they begin to pool around the heart and in the lungs, and eventually the person can drown in their own fluids. What a way to die. Now, if you'd like to see just how stupid society has become, there's another video I've linked in the transcript of a, of a teacher speaking before the school board in Virginia. It's amazing to listen to her and to see the board's actions and reactions to this teacher. Their reactions are pathetic. It's a perfect example of minds that are dead. Logic makes no sense to these board members. They can't deviate from the path that they've chosen. It would severely damage their psyches. By all means, they must protect their outlook and worldview. HIPAA laws have been completely set aside under the guise of health and safety. OSHA is now ignoring their own science regarding masks and oxygen levels. The absurdity of this is astounding, yet people go along with it because of the fear that has been generated throughout society. Even Christians appear to have latched onto this ungodly fear as though God no longer has control of their lives. Now, of course, they see it as, well, I don't want to tempt God by not complying and putting myself at risk. 
So they obey all of these ridiculous mandates. Yet logic and critical thinking would dismiss that errant belief if they gave it a chance. You can't go out into society and never come in contact with a disease. It's impossible. But we are being led to believe that it is possible and we should do everything we can to protect ourselves from these pathogens and disease. These same people would never even think of changing their diet and or their lifestyle to address their own health needs, but they will religiously see others as potential infectious bodies. Can you imagine if Jesus did that? I mean, for goodness sake, he actually touched lepers, Matthew 8, 3. Today, group A wants to treat everybody in group B as lepers. Now, this same mentality shown by group A today occurred during the Salem witch trials of old. You remember those. I remember reading or studying about them, I hope. Then, at that time, many completely innocent women were accused of being witches and were tortured and or murdered. If you consider the absolute stupidity of the ways in which it was determined whether someone was a witch or not, it is clear that menticide was guiding that society then. There was absolutely no logic at all. It happened then and it is happening today. Group A uh, is pointing to and calling Group B the culprit that is prolonging CV-19 and its variants in society. No, the mandates, social distancing, gloves, masks, and the vax itself are prolonging CV's hold on society. Now, when we consider the reality of menticide and how it has taken over society today, in the form of the way people think and what they do, then look afresh from that perspective at Paul's and Peter's words. The meaning of what they are saying comes alive in a new way. Both Paul and Peter tell us what society will be like toward the time prior to and including the tribulation. However, they don't necessarily specify how or why society becomes like that. Yes, Paul deals with a general downward trajectory found in societies. He does that in Romans chapter 1. And in 2 Timothy 3 and 2 Peter 3, 1 through 4, both apostles explain in general terms why people are what they are and why they come to reject God as they do and why they think as they think. But understanding what menticide is and how it works in society gives us greater understanding of what is actually going on in the world now. So in essence, losing the ability to think rationally, critically, and logically, which is ultimately menticide, it is the process that has brought society to the point we are at now. This is preparing the world for the appearance of of the man of sin, 2 Thessalonians 2. And menticide, I believe, has created and helped create a delusion that most in society have fully embraced, 2 Thessalonians 2.11. So imagine, just for a minute, imagine if Dr. Fauci held a press conference and announced this, folks, CV is over. You are free to go back to your normal lives. Unquote. That's it. You think group A would take their masks and gloves and toss them in the garbage, never looking back, jumping for joy? Would they stop social distancing? No, it wouldn't happen. And in fact, I believe if Dr. Fauci ever made that kind of a statement, he would be roundly attacked and denigrated by the people in Group A. Group B, 
people would just smile and go on doing what we've been doing. The people who are terrified of CV, Group A, who still wear masks, social distance, and wear gloves, even when they're alone in their cars or walking along the street, wouldn't be able to let go of any of that. In fact, those poor folks would likely become even more fearful because more people would stop wearing masks and social distancing. That would drive them crazy. I personally know people who for the past two years only come out of their homes for very short periods of time. What do you think this has done to their immune systems? They've likely harmed themselves a great deal. And the next time they step out into society for any length of time, chances are great that they're going to come down with something ferocious. Yet you won't see it as something, or they won't see it as something they've created for themselves, but they will blame Group B for not social distancing, wearing masks, obeying all the mandates. You know, I know some very intelligent conservative Christians, and maybe you do as well, who truly believe that if it were not for the vax, there would be thousands and thousands more deaths. Never mind that in all likelihood, at least 150,000 people have died after taking the vax and possibly as many as 300,000. And I've got links in the transcript for that. We're seeing a tremendous uptick in myocarditis and heart attacks in young people after they've taken the vax. Another resource for that is in the, is in the uh, transcript. Group A is fine with this, though, because they robotically state, well, gee, imagine what would have happened to them had they not taken the vax. They would have died sooner. They have no idea if that's true or not. The idea that the vax has caused harm or death is ridiculous to these people. It's not even considered because health officials aren't even considering it. Once people come to a point of having invested so much of their emotions into believing something, their cognitive dissonance becomes their greatest protection as well as their greatest problem. They will even do or say things that under other circumstances they wouldn't even dream of doing or saying, like the Salem witch trials. Now, I've got another link that takes you to Zero Hedge's top 10 ridiculous stories from 2021. It's not all about CV. It's just just ridiculous stories in general. And, and just a note of warning there, there's some language to be concerned about. So if you're easily offended, then avoid. Here's another link that I've included too, to an hour-long video showing just how much the government has flip-flopped. I watched the first few minutes of it. It's about 54 minutes long, and I watched the first few minutes of it, and it confirms to me that a sucker is born every minute. No matter how many times the government flip-flops, no matter how many times the narrative changes, Group A goes along, while Group A, excuse me, Group B collectively shakes their heads. Which group are you in? How on earth, this is, to me, this is the question. How on earth does a society ever come back from all the lockdowns, masks, gloves, and the rest based on a constant promotion of abject fear for the last two years. I'm not sure it's possible. Globalists have won a major global victory. They know it and don't expect them to retreat. They have too much to lose if they do. And I think this is going to usher in the great delusion that I mentioned above. It is a a delusion that God sends, and I honestly think that this is part of it, because it is changing the face of global society as we know it. 
Well, thanks so much for joining me today. And I pray until we meet again, God would open your eyes to show you how blessed you are in him. Thanks. You've been listening to Study, Grow, Know with Dr. Fred DeRuvo. Please join us each week for new broadcasts that deal with theology, prophecy, and political issues from a biblical, conservative perspective. 